to another episode of A Pod of Their Own. I'm Emily Anderson. This is my wife, Leslie Ryder. Leslie Ryder. That's Leslie Ryder. Uh, and we've got a special guest today uh, joining us from Black Rosie Media, the founder herself, it's Erica me. L. Yes. Ayala. How's it going, Erica? It's going well. So excited to be on the pod. Been keeping up from, uh, yeah. from you know, the road and wherever work takes me these days but it's been a lot of fun which is all you know, over the all place the, all over the place covering the nwsl the wnba uh, all, all the, the things some hf soon uh yeah when is when there... do you find the time when <laughs> you know uh still to be determined who knows <laughs> i'm gonna say are there sports you don't cover at this point that you still want to Ooh, that's a fun question, actually. That is a fun question. And you know what? I think uh, apropos to this podcast, you know, I'm a baseball fan. I That's my first love. So, uh, but with exception for uh, the time that I went to a Brooklyn Cyclones game and got this snazzy Rockford Peaches replica hat for the 25th Brooklyn anniversary. Cyclones. Yeah, go Cyclones. <laughs> such a beautiful, oh, such a beautiful view from that stadium. Um, but yeah, I haven't uh, covered baseball. So so maybe baseball. Uh, let's right let's now, put that out in the, yeah. put that out in the universe. Let's put I it like out that. there. I, I think I've, I'm, I'm okay to not cover baseball as a journalist because I just still kind of want to enjoy it. Uh, even though, you know, baseball's got its problems. Uh, okay, so, you know, not too far off from what hockey deals with at times, but, um, yeah. but I still just like watching the game. I like the pace. It's so much different than all of the other sports I cover. So, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I feel like I feel confident that when the time is right, it'll happen. But uh, right now just enjoying being a baseball fan. I love it. I love it. Who's your team? Well, I'm a Mets fan all the way. Mets fan. Oh, having a good season. Having a good season. True blue. It's a good that's time. It. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Good, yeah, good time exactly. for, the, for the Mets this season. Well, that's the thing. As a long time <laughs> Mets fan, as a lifer, everyone's like, oh, well, Mets kind yeah. of yeah. do yeah. thing. Like, don't like, say it. It's don't listen. say it. Yeah. You know, don't mush us, first of all, first and foremost. That's very important. Uh, but second of all, I've, I've been through this. I've seen mm-hmm. some things. <laughs> I know enough to know that we just got to play the games. <laughs> just don't look every, at it. For every Andy uh, Chavez catching the ball at the wall, there's there's Carlos Beltran looking oh at my gosh, or Castillo dropping a fly ball that Alex Rodriguez hits. Oh my oh, god, that was just silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mets, baby. So you know, I'm enjoying it. I am, and I'm just. I'm just uh, nice and cautious. I have enjoyed, yeah. uh, though, you know, even when we're not winning, I still enjoy the the small victories that come within a long baseball season where I can uh, talk crap about the, that other that other baseball team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that other New York baseball team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Leslie, real quick, it. what's your favorite New York baseball team? <laughs> uh, I'm a... a if I could just uh, go back to the uh, the shelf behind me, um, this is the uh, the Derek Jeter bobblehead that my my oh. mom won at a, a a white elephant Christmas. Um, oh, that's a uh, good he broke, his, he broke his leg. Uh, on a, on a, <laughs> oh but, no! I mean, 
Oh man! Just as Derek Jeter did in real life, so too his bobblehead. So too wow. his bobblehead has uh, suffered the same fate. Wow! 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 That is that's a brutal break. Yeah. But then, but then that. the Yankees took forever to have a Pride Night, and um, yeah. they they kind of stopped being cool to me. I would like also... to point out that you bet me at one point that they wouldn't have a Pride Night in our lifetime, and then I they did, did it like immediately the next year, and I was just like, <laughs> "Thank you, okay, Thank you. <laughs> got it." Well, see, you mushed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you mushed them. Uh, yeah. Also, the last, if I remember correctly, it was either the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox, but I'm pretty Ooh. sure these were the last. Uh, organization to have a black player so cool mm, that Very was the red cool. Sox because i know that i know oh, that fact. The red Sox. Uh, that's okay. my go-to that's my go-to uh, like, at least we're not as bad reasons as why the red Sox suck <laughs> yeah it was one of them one of those those guys those guys but uh yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sit over here being a detroit fan <laughs> and just be happy for you guys i will say i will say i like city field much better than the, oh absolutely um, the new yankee stadium the new Right, and then you knew. Medium, yeah. It's like grandpa's living room. You're not allowed to touch anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, good. Very All small. right. Uh, Speaking of grandpa's <laughs> living room, <laughs> is that is that a scene in this? I don't remember that one. Uh, but someone's living room. No, say there are a lot of living rooms, including a random house that the peaches stay in. But uh, in case this is your first episode, which I don't know why, because we're going in order of a show and this is episode five so go back and listen to the other ones guys um but we're gonna spoil things because that's what this show is literally for it's what we're, uh, here we're for. gonna talk through it uh painstakingly probably and uh hope you enjoy it but just know that if you're worried about spoilers you should be uh so leslie would you like to give us a, a nice high level episode summary from our friends at amazon.com from amazon.com uh episode five back footed max and carson come together to help with each other's game and respective fears max reconnects with her estranged family carson isn't sure how to lead the team if she can't win over lupe greta faces her past wow it's so mm. ominous. The like, it, it's so high level. It says so much, and yet also nothing. Um, <laughs> Just don't want to give it away. <laughs> don't. I mean, which is what I want in an episode summary. If I'm about to watch an episode, I don't want to learn anything here. This is no. Max reconnects enough. with Redacted. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Well, speaking well of Redacted, uh, <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. But first, we pick up. Uh, jumping right into the walkthrough, we pick up right where we left off with Clance and, or sorry, Max and Carson. I'm already messing up names. It's Monday, guys. Um, Max is throwing. Carson is hitting. Uh, Max is throwing heat, but Carson's still getting, making some contact. You know, you have Carson telling her that she's the fastest pitcher that she's ever faced and and max still has that like no this is wrong it's all wrong she's hitting off of me i think yeah that was my takeaway as well you know like carson's just like just so fascinated by this but all max can think about is that she's not like throwing them past as she had always envisioned in her head and i i think what was interesting about the that this scene and of course what happened in the last episode is that you kind of get a feel for maybe 
how much Max has been able to flex her pitching skills in like a game scenario. It's her thing. Well, and that's the interesting thing though. Max has never had a team before. So she's never had counterparts there, you know, testing her different folks that like, she probably hasn't thrown against a wide variety of people and she's just not feeling it right now coming off the, the screws trout. So not only is she, in an entirely kind of new scenario of having someone who is a peer kind of, uh, as another like female player, um, to, to throw to, but she's also like, Oh, uh, I got to shake out whatever's happening from, from that screw mm-hmm. stroke. Cause that wasn't me. You can tell she's just like, Nope, that's, that's not it. It, it <laughs> feels wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, I love them. Uh, But we quickly go over to the factory. Uh, It is, seems like the beginning of a work week. Uh, Clance and Max, they're fine. They're fine. Everything's fine. Uh, Everything's fine. Just stop asking me about it. Everything is fine. Yeah. (laughs) I really love this friendship and this moment between them of like, hey, first off, I'm sorry. I messed up. And like, no, I'm sorry. How did things go? Let's catch up with each other. Oh, everything's terrible. Great. We're fine. We're going to be fine together. And <laughs> that's all it means. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally um, fine. Totally fine. And, you know, and other people, and then you see them really trying to get through the beginning of their work day and hearing other people allude to what's going on in their lives that they're absolutely not fine about. And then the breaking point was when someone just flat out asks, are you okay? <laughs> Absolutely. We're fine. We're fine. No. <laughs> no. Then you have the the woman who comes up like, "Oh my gosh, Clance, you must be so worried about guy being oh over there." Like, nope, nope, <laughs> no, nope, girl. No, it could happen during a war. That could possibly have me. Worried. I'm sure everything's fine. Everyone's good. Totally you know? fine. War's totally no problem. Yeah. Also, just like whoever that lady is, not helpful. Don't don't yeah. be that lady. Whoever <laughs> yeah, you are, like, mind your business, lady. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you if you're worried about her, like bring her sandwich at lunch or, you know, do something nice yeah. for her. You don't, you don't need to yeah, just, verbalize it. Yeah, just, just keep it down, keep it down. But, yeah. you know, this did remind me of, and it wasn't so on the nose, but um, I feel like uh, there's probably a lot of black women in particular that are kind of like cringy laughing through that because there is, you know, this, this strong black woman trope that uh, Mm -hmm. we trap ourselves into that we get trapped into and you know all of these things happening in the world um especially during the time that that this story is being told and it's like no i'm fine i got this what we might lose our house so i have to go get a job in a factory where i may or may not lose a limb (laughs) dangerous factory fine i'm fine i'm fine this is fine. fine Yeah, my totally my right. best friend wasn't even there to help with that moment when my husband. No, okay, fine. I, I'm fine. fine. Great. Totally fine. <laughs> I mean, I you know, they're telling themselves as much as they're telling anyone else, right? Yeah. It's it is. I am stealing myself for for everything that lies ahead, and what else lies ahead is meeting Gracie. Uh, Gracie is a new hire. It seems mm-hmm. like, um, and uh, she looks an awful lot like Josephine Baker, who's a, a queer icon, I would say. I, I believe it's brought up uh, directly to her of, you know who you look like. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know... Singer, singer an, dancer extraordinaire. 
uh, Josephine yeah. Baker. Uh, ever talented. Uh, there's anyway. Uh, I can go down that rabbit hole instead. But uh, Gracie's actually gotten uh, iconic look that is uh, maybe relevant to you, Erica. Um, it is not unlike Rosie the Riveter, and specifically Black Rosie. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we we've seen black women in the factory, obviously, with Max and whatnot. But yes, I think this is probably the first time that we get a a taste of what a lot of people know as the, the Rosie the Riveter look. And I think what's awesome about this series, A League of Their Own, is that obviously there's so much more that you can do with a series versus a movie. And I know that y'all have talked about it, but the the storytelling, there's so much um, of a different type of storytelling. They repivot the lens and for the record, cause you know, we're also in the middle of like little mermaid controversy. Oh How God. God. <laughs> like it's just yeah, so no. ridiculous. I, I I'm here to let you know that not only did black women exist during world war II, they also worked in the factories. Like we didn't, we don't just pop up out of nowhere and then take, you know, roles as your favorite fantasy fictitious character. We actually exist in the world, uh, in the wild, if you will. Um, and so I, I love that even early on before this Josephine Baker meets black Rosie, the riveter character who we'll learn more about. But um, I, I just love that throughout the series that we see queer women and we see black women. We also see Latinas. Um, and that's another part of this episode that I found really interesting as well. They start to dig into some of what it, it's like to speak a different language um, throughout the series and, and what it means also to be othered as someone who arguably could be white passing, but is also not white. Yeah. Um you covered as I, I'm trying to go back through of like, Oh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I don't even want to get started on Ariel. Cause it's, mm. uh, um, so crazy. Well, there was, a uh, uh, some tweets that, uh, Will Graham's been sharing, um, as the, the series has been released. Um, and he, he shared some stories about like the, the 11 women who were able to, to play in the, the all American girls baseball league because they were white passing and, and really wow. no other reason. Like that's, that's I how they were able to get in. I, I need to go see that article because I don't, I think yeah. I missed that one, but that's, Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And when we talk about, you know, Lupe and Esty in particular, you know, as someone who grew up in New York as a, a, from a family directly from the Caribbean, Cuba y Puerto Rico, you know, my mother, we always had something from the black Cubans that, which was a Negro league team. Um, Mm -hmm. But they were called the black Cubans because um, if they were identified as Latino players, then they could play against white players. And so they, cause Latinos come in multiple shades. So a lot of times there were Spanish speaking or people of Latino descent on those Negro league teams, but sometimes they also named those teams, uh, very particularly so that black players could play against white teams. Wow. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. I, um, yeah, boy, they love to draw lines wherever wherever the hell they could, didn't they? It was just like, yep, you're in, you're, and it's just made up on nonsense too. But the rules clearly are as silly as, you know, 
as as the people making them maybe mm. is a, um, <laughs> that's that's maybe the nicest way I could put that um, <laughs> mm, yeah uh, but really I mean based on what like you're just like oh yeah you can join this team but you can't play against these players what who mm. I hate to it. what end yeah. exactly make it makes sense it does yeah. it fun no. times what a what a time and yeah anyway uh <laughs> as if things happen like as, the, as we, if we've we've fixed everything by now yeah yeah uh, you would think and yet <laughs> and, and yet. yet and yet like the, it's interesting watching this show and i think leslie you noted it later and we'll talk about it, of this show does a really interesting job of seeing where things have changed, but also mm-hmm. where they really have not. No, um, no. And it, it brings both to light really strongly in a way that uh, is honestly gets my attention every time, but is just jumps off the page of, Oh, we have so much more work to do still. Um, we're going to, uh, <laughs> speaking of work to do, uh, Clance and, uh, and Max are finishing up and, you know, the guys at the factory are kind of giving, giving Max a hard time for her bet and her, her tryout for the screws. And uh, how do we take revenge the best way we know how eating their lunches? Um, <laughs> I love it. It is the right amount of revenge and it's like <laughs> almost petty revenge, but now I think it's just good revenge and it's effective, you know, not too much damage done. Not really any damage done. Y'all will be fine. I eat your lunch. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? But it made their day better. And I love that for them. I'm like, look at this nice lunch that, you know, Mrs. Wilson packed for me today. Must been, <laughs> must be a great one. Uh, oh, man. Good times. I loved, like, you know, like the little sandwich salute that they do as well. Like, <laughs> let's, sandwich let's cheers. Tap, yes. Let's tap sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who knows? Who knows? Well, what means happen? turkey? Who knows? <laughs> It could be, you know, I, I don't know if I would eat the potato salad is all I'm going to say. I don't, I would be looking through the lunches and taking the best pieces at the very least. Yeah. Like an ultra oh, that's feast. what you do. That's yeah. absolutely what you I do. I mean, that's what I did at school when I was a kid anyway. I was eating yeah. like whatever my dessert was first every time. And then we'd work our way back. Yeah. 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 If you have room. If you're from, yeah, uh, we'll get to what we get to. Uh, uh, over with the peaches. The uh, the peaches are in trouble, and and Mr. Baker is very mad. He's a big boy, and he's very mad. He's, he's a big boy with his own thoughts and his own mind, and and he's very mad at this display. Yeah, they're they're still in trouble from the fight. Uh, the the rough housing it landed them on the front page, which you'd actually think would be great publicity. Uh, how often back then did you get to see uh, women fight in skirts uh, in public? Probably not very often. We see it on, you know, the internet every day now, which is fine, I guess, uh, that that's what we're using that for. But honestly, if I hadn't already been planning to go to a Peaches game, seeing that on the front page of the paper might have gotten me to one. Um, nonetheless, Mr. Baker, not happy. He's been on the phone with his, his dad, his uncle. It's his uncle, I think. Um, It's confusing because he adds the junior onto the Mr. Baker. And I was like, wait, your dad? Anyway, it's a family business and uh, he's not the top of the chain. Uh, And and if he doesn't. a family product. And if he doesn't (laughs) figure it out, they're going to send him to Nougat and no one comes back from Nougat. No one comes back. (laughs) I don't know if Nougat would be the bad department in my head. 
I don't know what would be though. I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know. Like I enjoy a a nougat. Like that's the part um, in like a Milky Way bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are fine. Or uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Three Musketeers is mostly nougat. It's mostly nougat. nougat. Yeah. Maybe nougat hadn't had its time yet. I guess not. I don't know. Ooh, now I'm going to find out when the Three Musketeers was invented. (laughs) Um, It's a a solid, like, it's not in my, like, top five of candy bars, but, like, it's in the top 20, maybe? I like the small ones. The big ones are a bit too much. I, uh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like we're coming up on, on spooky season. The three musketeers minis. Yeah. yeah. I do a, like a Milky Way, but I feel like the caramel adds yeah. a sophistication yeah. to the new. It does. Oh, makes it fancy. <laughs> the Mars bar. If you're in, in, in England. Uh, the three musketeers was introduced in 1932. Oh, oh so still new. Yeah. Still new. Still it had new. Three, it had three flavors. They had strawberry, oh. chocolate, and vanilla that all came oh. together in a box. Talk to me about oh. that. Bring oh. that back. Oh, oh no. A Neapolitan nougat situation. Neapolitan nougat variety box. They stopped producing strawberry and vanilla in 1945 because of the war rationing. Basically, mm. it, it ended up being too expensive oh. to do it. I'm learning so much right now in the strawberry. Wow. They, got, they got through the war by 45. Why not just see it well, through? They rationed. Ration. They had wow. to start rationing in 42. So by the time it got to 45, they get, they were like, we give up. We it's all gone. We can't do it anymore. We've, wow. we've done all we can. I'm I'm thankful that chocolate made it through. I don't know. I definitely am not down for the strawberry nougat. I, I don't like strawberry flavor, so I that's... Would, I would try it for, for funsies, but I can't see it being into, like, my yeah. main rotation of, of candy. I just have a really... I have a strong question about, like, what the composition... Is it the same texture as the chocolate? I don't... Is it pink? I don't want it if it's pink. I don't want to eat it. I mean, I'm a, I just assumed in my mind it was pink. I mean, like, yeah, I guess it could be I red, think but, too. like, no. they weren't going to make it green or anything, right? Like, that's no. just weird. Well, that's what a uh, Haribo gummies does. The green ones are strawberry. Oh, and that's an important lesson for everyone to learn. There you go. Uh, took me way too long and too many gummy <laughs> bears to learn it, but eventually stuck the land. The red ones Nougat. are raspberry, in case you're wondering. But, so there yeah. you go. Nougat was newer and having a time. It was on the chopping block for the war. The war. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> I just had a good or bad feeling about it. <laughs> Nougat wasn't going to be a good place to work. Um, so anyway, uh, we've got to fix things with the peaches. Yeah. So now Carson's going to be the coach. And Naturally. Which, uh, which, sure. Yeah. Sure. Naturally. Uh, yeah. Wait, don't you mean we're going to find someone to replace Dove? And it's like, oh, no, no one wants to fight. No one wants to coach a women's wrestling team. And they said, <laughs> it was like, okay, that was a good joke. But like, if you came up with that off the top while you're talking to someone, you'd be a little proud of yourself. Uh, for Especially that man. Know. Yeah, that man, he doesn't have jokes. That's that's his best line, probably. Although, coming back from Nougat is still funny to me. Um, so <laughs> she's got to tell the team. She's got to tell the team. Lupe's got to tell the team. We go back. Uh, everybody's mad uh, about <laughs> the craziness. But also, like, Joe immediately is like, Lupe, you want to smoke? Like, you look like you could use one. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, probably at that point. Uh, would would absolutely want to smoke of oh this 
girl who you've been butting heads with the whole time, who you do not trust for multiple reasons, nope. uh, is now going to be the coach. Nah, nah, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. Doesn't, doesn't feel right. Good. Doesn't no. feel right. Does as as a former smoker, Emily, does this show make you want <laughs> wow. to smoke? Put that, put that right out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, at least mom knows. I don't know if dad knows. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. I figured yeah, you knew, but no, uh, <laughs> keep very close to each other. I'll tell you what it does. It makes me want to smoke while playing baseball. Like I want to have a catch and smoke a cigarette. Just have one dangling at your mouth with, with Jess and Lupe. Hey. And that's, yeah, yeah. I just want to, that for me, it's very situational. Of, situational. Got it. Yeah. Like, but I still, yeah, once I quit, I quit. I'm done. Here's no. There's no yeah, better there. be. Good for well, yeah, Good for you. it's. I mean, it was 2013 ish, so it's been a minute. We we don't go back there. It's not good. Um, it's not good for anyone. Um, but anyway, thanks thanks wife for that one. Um, <laughs> Carson does not feel ready to be a coach. Oh, you just—I wouldn't, wouldn't either. Like, if if no. like, sure. Like, I take I take notes on my note cards. That doesn't mean I can coach. I think she has the skills to be a good coach, but it, she wants to play too, I imagine. Like, it, this is a lot of pressure, and the social part is the part she struggles with. She's got her yeah. own shit to figure out already of, yeah. like, her own personal life. Managing is a lot of human management more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we also see in this episode that she's looking for help on how to manage the people <laughs> part of it and um you know just gets some advice that's so counter to her personality <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's a thing i have to manage a bit at work is i have people and i try to phrase it differently than it was given to me of hey we need you to be more assertive or more outgoing or like talkative and it's like but I want to find the way that that works for you, not just like don't just copy the assertive people in the room because that's right. not you. So it doesn't fit you. Um, we have to find your version of that. Right. Um, and I think that's the same. Carson needs that or she needs to figure out her version of how to manage it. But she's not going to get that advice anywhere else. I don't know, you know where she might find it um, hmm. uh, in, in the makeout shed. Um, oh, that's uh, a good place to look. You should at least <laughs> check in the makeout shed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, specifically, the makeout car in the makeout shed. Mm. There are layers. It, 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 it has, a, there's a lot of like Titanic, uh, Jack and Rose <laughs> yes. uh, symbolism happening here. They and must child of the 90s. Purpose, right? They had to. Right. I mean, I'm, I, it, it feels very Titanic. I mean, it, it really does. It's excellent. I, I don't know anyone who is approximately our age who wouldn't see that scene and immediately think Titanic. <laughs> uh, and even if you're not approximately our age, you you should. That's the correct thing to think. So you should go watch Titanic again. I guess. Yeah, it's it's the only the only way. Uh, um, then you'll understand. Um, but yeah, what is what does Carson find in the makeout shed? Not answers, unfortunately. No answers there. <laughs> no. 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 no, uh, a no. little bit of grab, no. but no answers. <laughs> and now, now that she's coach, uh, everyone's kind of going to her with with problems. Um, and and one of those people is is Shirley, who's Classic concerned girl. concerned that they're gonna catch the gay. 
you know, it's catching. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna spread. It's, uh, it's as, contagious. As people, uh, as people who lived through a pandemic, we know that it is uh, very contagious and we should all wear masks all the time. No, uh, that is a real fear though that folks had. Uh, and it sounds kind of silly, but you hear it. Uh, I think Sheryl says at one point, like my rabbi said it, you know, it can spread and like, once you turn and God, that's depressing. Uh, it also explains some of the fear a little bit when it's framed by society as an illness, as something that is wrong with you, as something that can happen to you. And then you're just, well, you know, shunned for forever. It was, it was like, like homosexuality was listed in the, the DSM. diagnostic manu manual for yeah. a very long time, like an inappropriate amount of time. <laughs> yeah. They aren't good at it. Uh, medicine, gayness, not good. Did not catch up quick enough. No, oh, you have to cure the homosexuality. Oh, God. Mm. Yep, I just... Just, we've come so far. I mean, we haven't, that's the thing. I had my, I've told this story before, uh, but like my first girlfriend's mom didn't want her to play soccer because she thought it'd make her gay. Like, and hanging out with all those lesbians, which there were a lot of lesbians on the team, to be fair, but they were also... Sure, sure. We, we sure. were gay, but... <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think it was the soccer that did it. And no. not to mention, they grew up like a half an hour from the gay capital of England, basically. So imagine growing up at like 30 minutes from San Francisco and your mom thinking that, that not playing soccer is what's going to protect you from, from being gay. Not... That's that's the thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What up, Anne? Hope you're hope you're well, Anne. Um, Cheers, Anne. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we really haven't come that far. Uh, we really haven't. There's still a lot of work to do, and we still got to keep rehashing this stuff for some reason. Um, over to Max's place. Uh, she's she's got some feelings. She's frustrated. She's, she's renouncing baseball now. That's, you know, ripping, ripping down the posters, doing a, so I don't want this anymore. <laughs> she is so dramatic. Sometimes she feels really young in those yeah. moments, yeah. but I kind of love it because it's just her raw, like, it's, it's, raw. it's emotion. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and I think. Like I've had moments like that where like I was like, No, I'm quitting this. Like you wanna just tear everything <laughs> up and it's I wonder if that ceiling or if that scene was fun to shoot, I imagine. I bet. Although as I rewatched it ahead of, of this podcast, I oh. remember looking and being like, I really hope that those were, you know, printed yeah. copies from the Yeah, I hope, I hope those weren't yes. real things. I hope uh, they weren't originals <laughs> because like, I just was like, that is some really nice memorabilia that just got right. ripped off the uh, wall. <laughs> I wonder how many times they shot it. I bet, oh, I bet that would tell us, like you, I, I say this and the number of times I'm wrong is too high, but like you would think <laughs> that someone would plan to do multiple copies of it Sure. And sure. None of those would be the original. So that if you have to yes. shoot it multiple times, you you're hope. tearing stuff down. Yeah. That's what I'm going to hope because yeah, that's what I feel like hope. people on the first And I feel like, like that's what happens when you watch things as an adult, right? Like you're in the drama of it and you're like, oh no, not the prize. <laughs> yes. And then you're yes. like, okay. And it's wait. a grown up problem. Yes. How, how many takes? Like, you know, how, like 
good job on the props department for making it look original, authentic, mm-hmm. because I was really concerned. <laughs> yep. That's how they, had me. they had me for a second. Every time they have. They didn't you know, take the, this, you know, from the, the, the Smithsonian oh and put it on the wall and then have her rip it down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would stress me out so right? much. Right? I was stressed the, rewatching it. The apology letter that you'd have to write to the Smithsonian um, for destroying their things. <laughs> Oh God! Or dear yeah. Mr. Smithsonian, um, I'm <laughs> so sorry. And the it was world. for the art. It was yeah, no, not <laughs> my not, character not, needed it. I'm sorry. Uh, there are stories like that of like uh, real props that have been destroyed and the making of things, and they always make me sad. Like it's just like oh, no. there's a guitar in some movie i think that got smashed that was like an original oh it was awful you see these things do happen they do and and those are so expensive yeah yikes yowza yeah Yeah, you hate to you hate to hear it you hate to see it so yeah that was one of my thoughts other and then i was like oh my this is very dramatic but um yeah it's it's um i mean i remember when i stopped playing softball it was a choice that i made but Mm um you know i i i stopped playing in college and um but like so i i essentially quit uh right before the season or i said i'm not coming back um when i talked to my teammates tried to do it the right way uh some of them were still pissed off at me which wow. you know, it is what it is How yeah old were you? we were not like so i was like like 20 that's still super <laughs> yeah. mature though to yeah. try yeah. and handle it, that in a way that, that could be is. a whole nother podcast but Ooh. so even even though i i literally had teammates be like you know it disappointed me like i lost respect for you i was like okay well um you're drunk so let me take you back wow. to your place now i am oh here to make sure you get home safe but thank you for your feedback um <laughs> anyway but um i remember still like trying to figure out okay i don't do this thing anymore that i've done for my whole life since i can remember you know what do i do now like who am i and Mm -hmm. i think max is you know that that outburst that she had um very real i mean there's real emotions um you know a lot of people especially when you get to a certain age they think "Ah, this is a game they call it a game like how can you take it so serious but it can be and i think for max is an identity it's a part of absolutely i always think about that when we talk about athletes and to what extent we should listen to them in society which is like (laughs) i'm always like well the same amount as other people you might work with like there's going to be a wide variety of backgrounds and people who've done certain amount of reading and people who haven't and we should just take it on one by one guys people who have seen a book but the idea of like for a lot of these folks they were successful at the first thing they did or their first love like they didn't have to go learn a a job in like the desk sense or like even a part-time job necessarily through um through college and as you know that wealth gap gets bigger and it's more and more often kids who didn't have to work another job that's how they could afford to play when they were younger it's just like oh that is it's a huge difference. Um, and it's a huge change when that piece of your identity disappears. It's, yeah. it's a big one. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I, I stopped when I was about 18 and I 
did not handle it well, but uh, it was it was brutal, yeah. man. There's nothing to prepare you of like, hey, you're not doing sports anymore. No, um, no, no. <laughs> like, what yeah. do you do now after school or like yeah. in all the time every yeah. day? I mean, like in that first season that I didn't play, you know, for fall ball, I still had my schedule blocked out for practice. Oh, so wow. what I would do is I would actually go by the field and I would do my studying uh, right by the fields just because that's mm-hmm. what I knew. Like, that's where I knew to be at that time of day. Mm-hmm. And wow. just to like hear the sounds and like be around like the field and the grass and to see it. Uh, it was, yeah, that was hard. It was tough. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. oh man. Yeah. yeah. There's a certain rhythm to it, right? That gets yeah. you focused too. So I imagine it's actually a pretty good background for studying, but you gotta be in the right place for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, especially in college, because it's like it's it's like all encompassing when you yeah. when you uh, when sure. playing a sport. Yeah, like I, yeah. I I was the same way with hockey, where it's like I tried, I kind of like I, I tried to float the idea of quitting my senior year, and mm-hmm. there were people who were just like, "No, don't do it. We need yeah. you later." And yeah. I was like, ah, "You don't." But yeah, ah, yeah. That, I was I was you. ready to be done after <laughs> freshman year, and the same thing happened, and it was actually a graduating senior. And I was like, all right, you're done. I'm done. And like, uh, it was, it was my road dog, Danny. <laughs> like, uh, I still remember that conversation. <laughs> that was brutal. But yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. And so it's, it's really tough. I, I, you know, Sue Bird obviously just retired and I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, I, I had half of the time that she had to build relationships. I mean, she talked about her teammates and her exit interviews and like remembering all of that stuff. And it's, it's tough. I mean, it gets, I would imagine that it gets easier to create that separation over time. Um, but it's still tough. It's the one thing that you've done your whole life. And so I think having that process to grieve is important. And so Mm -hmm. you have a Sue bird who retired, but going back to the character of Max, um, you know, I think a lot about, even though I made the choice to step away, I didn't know when it was my last game, I didn't have a say in, you know, all right, this is going to be my last at bat. This is going to be my last time in the field. Like, let's make it count. Like I couldn't tell you, I have no idea. I don't remember what the last thing I ever did, like in a competitive game was at that level, at the highest level I ever played at. And so Max, you know, she's feeling defeated and as though she's not good enough for this thing that she's put all of this energy towards. And so it's brutal. And so, you know, we see her, I think, trying to figure out, you know, she's she's been having and being at odds with her mom in, you know, and all of these things and ideas are swirling in her head around Birdie. Um but also if she doesn't have baseball and she doesn't have a relationship with her mom, then what does she have? And Clance is dealing with stuff of her own and yeah. kind of has her own life new. Like she not only needs to figure out who she is and like this new adult life she has, but also she doesn't really have anyone to process it with and like talk through it with. And I think that's a, a big part of where we see her later is is trying to find that family as an adult or that outlet of someone she can confide in and work through all this with. Where it feels safe too, because that's yeah. uh, and her way of coping in this so far is she kind of just runs away, and that's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, her old way of dealing with stuff was baseball. Yeah. Like we work, work it out on the diamond. <laughs> yeah, 
You know how yeah. many times she was crying probably and just started throwing at a wall and that's how yeah. she worked through whatever was bad. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, when I was a kid, I would go out and kick a soccer ball as hard as I could over yeah. and over and over. And that's what you do. Yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. But she, she opts to uh, try something else. <laughs> she <laughs> does. Shake herself of her feelings. Thank uh, goodness. I mean, well, depending, I guess. Well, um, <laughs> she kind of picks a fight with her mom uh, instead that's of true. <laughs> instead Sorry, of dealing looking, with things. I was looking a little ahead. Uh, a little ahead. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, picking a fight with mom is never not good. Not good. It says a lot of things that like, like, oh, buddy, you're talking about stuff you do not understand yet. Um, <laughs> and mom is trying to be patient with it. But whew. yeah, brutal. Um, brutal mothers and daughters oh dear well we've all had that fight with mom oh dear yeah you don't know me you You don't don't like me i gave birth to you i feel like i might might know a thing or two no you don't i don't care i do love max's line in that it's not i think not my or Max's mom's choice or line of it's not my job to like you it's my job to raise yeah, you to raise you yeah and that's a mm. it's definitely a certain parenting attitude and I kind of like it uh but it is like not all the time like your yeah. job isn't to like them all the time they, you want to like them I think and hope it gets there but yeah. really it's like no my job is to raise you and make sure you're you know a decent human being yeah, and we get to that part, um, you know, where she's like, you know, I like you and I love you, um, yeah. you know, but it's also interesting because it comes at a point in time where Max is going back to reach out to her mom in a space that's very comfortable and familiar. Um, and, you know, she she says that she wants to get her hair done. Her mom's like, hey, you, you haven't let me do this for years. Like, <laughs> we don't do this. OK. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's her trying to trying to repair that, trying to go back to being, you know, just in a good place with her mom. But I think what she also says, her mom asks, you know, well, what do you want? She's like, whatever you think looks good. And I think she meant it. But there's yeah. also something to that, right? It just felt mm-hmm. like that line was a, a was it it sat heavy, just knowing everything that Max is going through, and it's it's not her running away from anything, but it's also not her taking ownership or responsibility for being who she is. Yeah, she's decided to clearly the things I want aren't working, so I don't know what, what do I you want. want. What do you want? Yeah, at least <laughs> yeah. I'll take what you have, and I guess I'll go with that. And yeah, well, it feels a little like a resignation from her own dreams, just mm-hmm. like not entirely and not maybe permanently, but at least in that moment, it's a, I don't know anymore, man. Like, I guess yeah. what you had, like, it's also maybe an acknowledgement of like, I know you want the best for me, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean. <laughs> Tell me what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Maybe I'll give it a yeah. shot. Yeah, well, I think she tries, gives it the old college try. <laughs> sure does. Uh, yeah. our, oh, our, our wandering Max uh, wanders her way over to Clance's house, where she's working on a comic, uh, yes. and it looks really cool. 
um, we we uh, found out from from Will Graham again um, that Clance is based on Jackie Orms, a black comic artist who was the first syndicated uh, black woman cartoonist to be published in the so newspaper. Dope. Like that's so cool. Uh, made common uh, comics that were socially and racially aware while also entertaining because that's the point of comics to to, to entertain. But uh, yes. she she made she did some cool shit. <laughs> oh, there's a cool article you have linked here that includes oh, yeah, that, a uh, profile of her, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it's oh, I need to go watch that video now. If there's a whole profile, that sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, have you read any of her comics? As the comic person in the house, um, I have not. Um, she's because okay. she's mostly like a newspaper comic uh, sure. person. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more uh, comic strips than comic um, books. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like the comic books. Um. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice. You nerd. Uh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a nerd. But you're no. my nerd. It's a good thing. Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had to get a little a little life note in there. Uh, anyway, Clance. She's, Clance make, she's making a, a comic for Guy. Making a comic for Guy. Making a so comic sweet. for Guy. Aww. I love them. Uh, Max shows up. We are not fine. No. We're not fine. Not no. fine. I'm going to process some of this. <laughs> uh, I like that Clance uh, needs to be the big spoon. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, I yeah. entirely believe that though about her and has, guys' relationship. Has to be the big spoon. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. She's got big yeah. spoon energy. I don't know what that big means. Spoon energy, but it's a it's thing. Very, it's snuggly. It's it's caring. It's uh, it's nurturing. It's you it's, know, uh, Clance gives a good hug. Oh, yes. for sure. Oh yeah. A, and yeah, like mm, I think a good hug. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. Uh. We we head over to the factory. Um, Carson's here, which is uh, a fun, weird intersection of these worlds in the middle of the day, and maybe lead us a little towards uh, a bigger conversation that needs to happen. Um, but Clance is suspicious. And is like who? <laughs> who is this lady? Who is this? Lady? Who is this? Uh, are you not going, going with her? her? Uh, not speak to her <laughs> do not no. be seen with her why is no, she making like, eyes at you <laughs> yeah. yeah like do, do you know her it's not good but uh carson very nicely brought max's bag uh that she had left and a pie the, and a pie which <laughs> apple it's applesauce pie. which is like she's like mm. <laughs> like i couldn't find mm. rice with apples which oh my was, like, gosh Ugh. do we actually think any of these pies are good like I don't know that I'd like an applesauce pie. <laughs> you don't like apples. I will look. I enjoy apples. Mm. Um, I don't like baked goods with apples. I don't know. No. What so you don't like apple pie. So no, you're not going to no. like. I will eat. I will eat an apple pie. It's we'll just not my favorite. It. Oh dear, it's a tolerance. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's well, I don't know. Not. I'm not a fruit pie person. It's not a family I, trait. No, that just like the apple pie. That's <laughs> my like favorite. I love it's like apple my favorite. Pie right it's just so good like, i you... think carson's pie is fine i think it's like it's a grocery fine. store pie like okay like it's not she's just, not hammock in the crust or she is but like, only because she might be because they look at the time oblong. yeah well yeah, and at got, the time shapes. <laughs> it was like a basic skill right so i'm sure she learned right. how to make a pie is it yeah. a great pie no no, no, yeah, it was it, it 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 could pass as a pie. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a pie. 
it, but you question if you actually want to try the pie. Yeah, if it's the only pie on the table, you're like, yeah, okay, I'll try okay. some. But if there are multiple sure. pies, Give me a that piece, is not the like pie the little, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the yeah. little or sliver you of a piece. Get that pie, and then you you get the applesauce pie, and like a mound. Of ice cream. Uh, of ice cream. Yep. Yep. I got you. I got you. Yep. I am drown it with that one. <laughs> and you get, you have to make sure you get, like, I'm talking caramel syrup. I'm talking cinnamon. Nutmeg. To, you got to fix it. Yep. Just to make sure that well, there's enough otherness well, without the, with the, yep. you just, you're going to drown it out just in case. Just in case. Just, you just yeah. You just, you, you just don't want to take a chance. <laughs> Oh man, what if she's actually really good at pies though? Like what if Loki it's the farmeriest thing about her, which it might be. Um actually now that I think about it, she's her really good at pies. It there's a four H theme here of like kids <laughs> at the state fair competing with things. She was definitely in four H. She might not be a farm girl, but she was in four H. She did four H. She did four H. Anyway, uh, yeah, exactly. She had drive <laughs> a bit. Uh, she had run after a train. That's why she got so good at it. Oh, um, <laughs> Carson's here with Max's stuff and a pie. And Car- or Max is like, mm, nah, I got to get back to work. I can't just talk to you. You can't like interrupt my day <laughs> like this. And this is a little glimpse further into Carson's lack of awareness of the situation she is in, the situation Max is in, how uh, easy it is for Max to lose her job for any excuse for anything to happen. Um, Carson is no, she's oblivious. And uh, I think it's actually a really good example of like, well-meaning white lady who doesn't mean any harm, but didn't take it. I didn't think it would do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Totally the vibe. I do like how she did clap back and she's like, well, I mean, you just showed up at the stadium, so I didn't think it was any different. And I was like, right. Not, she has a point, Max. Not the same. <laughs> I thought she had a point. I was like, you, you can't run up on folks, Max. Like, you shouldn't do that. It's rude. Like, generally speaking, it's rude. <laughs> it does feel like a very Max thing to do, though, of just like, oh, no, I'm sure. going to go talk to her. I'm gonna, oh, that's like, totally I mean, Max. And that's why I liked it, because, yeah. like, Max needs to be checked. Like, you can't roll up on people, because you don't want people <laughs> rolling up on you. It's and first, like a funeral all over again. Yeah. Rolls up on that funeral, ready to that's be like, insane. hi crab yeah Where we're gonna crab? That give back. me give yeah. me that food inappropriate back, <laughs> or you know just knocking on clients's door feeling sorry for yourself you oh. know just like the, the so they both have this lack of awareness which i love mm-hmm. because you know uh carson doesn't mention it to be like well you did this to me she's just like oh well i mean you came to my job so i just figured i'd come to your job like, i thought this was cool we do. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what we do we go to each other's jobs and we talk and <laughs> i personally bring pie yeah <laughs> Uh, I bring a pie. It's all good. It's, it's just like her book club from the first episode. <laughs> she was supposed to bring a pie, so she's just kept up the habit of yes, every week bringing a pie. Bringing she's a like, pie. This is book it's club what now. She does. Yeah, that's what she does. Um. She does. <laughs> okay. Point. She might be good at making pies. Well. Mm, Never mind, I withdraw my comment. Uh, I was going to say because Emily, who is the lady who is like, hey, don't forget about book club. It's your turn to bring the pie. Would she have reminded her if it was bad pie? But also, mm. is Emily a good judge of pie? Probably not. Also, um, is, is a pie better than no pie? And yes. also, 
almost is, always yeah is carson the type of person that would like shirk on her pie responsibilities because Absolutely. everyone else makes good pie and she's like don't forget the pie you said you, it's your turn you know like i feel like that was like a check in that way i don't I think know right. that she cared too much if it was a good pie she just wanted the pie to arrive that's fair that's fair and maybe and then, even just like let carson get back on the train like it's fine. yeah <laughs> yeah right it's just like she's like it's just make sure the pie is there have someone the else bring the pie if you need to <laughs> i don't need you just bring the pie just yep. bring the pie bring bring the pie. Yeah. drop God. it off we don't care uh <laughs> have someone where's meg meg take them a pie meg is i want to know i want a second season just because i want to know who's gonna play meg carson's sister um <laughs> I don't, I don't know who it's going to be, but I love it for, I, I don't know. I think we could have a lot of fun with that character. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> we had, we, uh, we had, we had yeah. to the secret field where <laughs> Carson, field. Carson and Max are, are, are back at it. Uh, Carson's really worried that Max is going to turn her in and she's like offering a bribe. <laughs> like, Hey, why don't you forget about this? Um, <laughs> Max is like keep keep your money and she's like but how much <laughs> oh would God. it take though which I really <laughs> yeah like well that's not mm, oh Carson uh they get into a, a good a good chat actually um uh Max and Carson finding some some common ground getting into playing catch is it playing catch or having catch having a catch Erica where's your vote I go with have a catch let's have a catch Oh, interesting. Oh. Mm. I'm firmly play catch uh, mm. is what I grew up with. Yeah, I, I'm also a play catch person. Ooh, oh, interesting. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I, it's just, I don't think it's a game. Like you, it's, it's, it's just an, it's an activity. It's just like, let's have a smoke. Let's have a catch. Let's go for a let's walk. Have a drink. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I actually have like have a catch better. It sounds cooler to me. It's super yeah, cool. It's question. it's casual. It's yeah. It's let's casual. have a catch. Let's have a catch. Yeah. yeah. Play catch is a little. It's a little more pressure. But I never would say play catch. I'd be like, okay, are we going to practice? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is competitive catch. I'm trying to think. Catch. Whenever we visit with my dad, it's usually just, "Did you bring your glove?" Uh, <laughs> which is code for, "Yeah, you want me to grab it? Okay, let's go. Let's have a like, catch." Yeah. yeah. But. Like I think it was no. we haven't played in a minute. Uh, we should do that before uh, before winter. Before it gets cold, it's sixty degrees here somehow. I don't know what Ooh. happened. It got into the fifties last night. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of weather. Hoodie, it is. I was in a hoodie and I wasn't sweating, and it was weird. I was confused. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, am I appropriately dressed now? Cool." Seasons <laughs> came back around. I just don't stop wearing hoodies. Um, Max and Carson are pitching. Uh, they are, uh, Carson finally catching for and saying like, Hey, you know, uh, I think you're the best pitcher I've ever played with, uh, is what Max says. Is that, that's saying something that's pretty cool. Again, they're finding this common ground. And I think what we get to pretty quickly is they respect each other as baseball players. Yeah. And that almost is actually what I think Carson's thing is with Max's uh she misses a lot of the other situational issues because she sees her as a ball player she's just like oh you're like me like we speak baseball um and that's how i think like you would have been it's a shame you couldn't be on the peaches like we would be you know uh like you'd be a great teammate and it's just like 
Okay. Yeah, you you live in a different world, but you're yeah, skipping the, a few the, steps. The counter, yeah. the counter in the corner just kind of dings up a few times of just like, yeah, oh, the things yep. you don't know. Yeah, and you know, I think it goes back to like well-meaning white lady. Um, you know, I I she means what she's saying, and she's she's in awe, and she's like, oh, I would love to have you on my team. And then Max is like, wait, wait, man, <laughs> because um, did you see me at the tryout? Uh, did you say anything? And I think that's a lot of what black women say all the time. It's like, you know, uh, I personally, I'll speak for myself, but you know, in, in life, I've had people say, oh, you know, I wish this, or I wish that, or I like that you said that, or that was really messed up. And I'm like, thank you. And, uh, you were in the room and I was the only one talking and standing up for myself. So I'm thankful that you saw that. The next step for you <laughs> is mm-hmm. to then be a in good allyship and use your voice when it's appropriate. Don't come to me. I'm not the person you need to speak to. Mm-hmm. I'm not offering. I don't want. I have no tolerance right now to offer validation to the thoughts that you had and you did not act on. Yeah, like we're not on the same side no. yet here because no. you're not acting in the same direction Correct. I am. Like correct. Like yeah. Thank you. you for acknowledging that I am. And also, where are you? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) We're not going to commiserate about it until you're moving in. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It Uh. is. It really is like just that lack of awareness too, is like, uh, you you know, she means well, you know, she's being honest from her, but it just, you're missing. There's another step that needs to be taken. It's and, almost like that privilege that you sometimes hear mm, spoken about. Huh. huh the privilege uh, of not having to huh. deal with that. Not mm. having to think about that ever. Que loco. <laughs> Which again also comes up in this episode um, through Lupe's eyes. It does. Uh, and, and her yes. hermano is like, what's going on fam like i thought i thought we were brothers i thought we were doing this and you're just kind of sitting on your butt and lupe is like okay you do know that carson's the one that grabbed me uh Mm -hmm. and she blames her for the coach leaving and she's like you know she's having these secret practices and stuff and you know uh but i'm the one that's out here i'm i'm the bad guy you know, yeah, did you ever think I'm, why I'm the troublemaker? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think about why that is? And, you know, it's like, no, I, I guess I never saw it that way. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. But why there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Oh, and it is, uh, it's such a good lesson. I like that they hit the beat a few times and from a few different directions, right? Yeah, of, exactly. Um, I think the show does a good job of not just hitting these things on a surface level, but getting into the impacts and like the, oh, but did you think about it this way? And the conversations around addressing it and resolving right. it between friends and giving uh, examples of being like, hey, no, you screwed up here, which is actually yeah. a skill that I don't know that a lot of women grow up with, uh, mm-hmm. especially in, I don't know about you guys, but like sports teams, a lot of the time, those conversations aren't just had and sometimes they need to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, you didn't yeah, stand those, up for me when I are the, that. Or... The good teams like separate yeah. themselves by being exactly. able to have those conversations. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. It's a tough conversation to have, but it's important if you guys genuinely want to get on the same side, uh, which 
as soon as someone assumes one of them's working against the other, it's, you know, that's a, that's a trap right there for any team. Um, uh, we are, I'm trying to think, where are we at? Uh, Uh, go back to Tony's, uh, the, the Chapman household. Ah, yes. What's Max looking for? uh, She's looking for something. Um, she's kind of rifling through drawers. Uh, she, she finds the family Bible. When she opens that up and you look, you look at the dates, the first, it goes all the way back to 1770. That's old, old family Bible. Yeah. I want to go back and look at all the names. She finds finds a letter there, but it's, I'm just marveling at how like old. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's very cultural, too, Um, in a lot of cultures, Black culture, uh, Spanish-speaking culture, to have a Bible that kind of lays all of that out. Um, And it's it's an heirloom. It's it's something that's passed on, and usually there's someone in the family that is responsible, right, for for the family history. And obviously, that's that's Max's family, her immediate family, and her mother. Um, And to know that there's this rift then with her sister with Tony and her sister is very interesting because as, as we know from uh, just history in general, but certainly in, in this family, you know, where you, when you're at odds with someone um, you know, they, they can be manipulated in that history. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. That, that feud for them is, very interesting. Do we ever know if Tony or Birdie is older? Mm. I think we find out later. Um, I don't. I don't recall through these five episodes that we know. No. I don't think we do through these five episodes. But I think that is. I would like to go back and think about that through that lens too, of like mm. older sister, younger sister, yeah. Um, yeah, older sibling, younger sibling, and what that dynamic of a rift could. Uh, show especially if Tony's the one that has the Bible um if what that says about the family's relationship with Birdie yeah Um, because if Birdie was older and Tony got the Bible I think like that's another illustration of who the family trusts or who the family keeps yeah middle or towards central yeah interesting (laughs) um but uh speaking of Birdie uh, (laughs) turns out the thing that Max finds seems to be Birdie's address uh, or at least a, a paper with Bertie's address on it. And uh, Max arrives and knocks on the door and, well, who answers it? Josephine Baker. <laughs> Josephine Baker. <laughs> Josephine Baker herself. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, can you imagine? But it's Gracie from, from early in the episode who had just started yes. her, her shift and um, got to know Max and Clance at work. Um, she She answers the door and, Oh, uh, Birdie is also there. And now we suddenly learn a little bit more about Birdie, uh, a little bit more about Birdie's life. Um, so Gracie and Birdie are together. Um, Birdie identifies as a man or as male. Uh, he, him pronouns, at least as far as we know, um, within his family. And they give, they give Max the warmest welcome into her, into their home. It is so sweet. I was just like, "Hey, let's fix you a plate. Like you come, have time to come stay. in. Come in. Have a plate. We're 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 cooking. It's great. Yeah. Come on in, bud." It almost seems like an oasis of mm-hmm. like here's this warmth 
that you were missing at home or that you've just been missing of like a big hug of a household that is like, come on in, bud. We're, yeah, take take a load off. And it's, I think, scary for Max. It It's overwhelming, maybe yeah. that realization of, oh, I don't have this or this whole situation is new and scary and they're nice. And now what? Uh and Max runs. I know, I'll run away. That'll that'll fix it. Max is yeah. Max is fast, so running makes <laughs> <laughs> like how do I but no, I think Max is just like I need to there's a lot to process here. There um, is a lot going on, yeah. And so it does one of the oh I have to go to the bathroom. Just gonna just gonna go uh to the yeah. bathroom real quick. Uh yeah, there are two things that stood out to me. One is a little uh smaller, but <laughs> Birdie pulls the uh, or so Max is like, well, nice to meet you. And Birdie's like, oh, well, we met when you were a baby. And I remember <laughs> growing up and when people would say that to me, I'd be like, oh, I was a baby. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, okay. I, I just, what am I supposed to respond to that? With? Yeah, because like, anything you say is at that point is going to be absolutely disrespectful to that person. But <laughs> you're like, I don't know you. I don't say, know you. And you don't know me. Yeah. If the last time you saw me was when I was a baby. <laughs> I didn't have it was a baby. Yeah. I eat I solid speak? food now. That's it's, that's what I got. Know, like the, the petty me wants to be like, oh really? What did I say? Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, so I had to write that down because I was like, oh, that always drove me up a wall. Oh, we met when you were a baby. Okay, cool. Oh man. Yeah, that just activated a very specific memory. <laughs> but then the other thing is, you know, Max is like, uh, are you are you Tony's sister, my aunt Birdie? And, uh, you know, Birdie's like, you know, everything else you said is up in the air, you know, mm-hmm. like, and as far as like gender fluidity or just identifying, I think it was, it was two things in particular. I can't remember. There were three things overall, but it was two things that she said that, uh, or that, uh, that Max said that Birdie felt was up in the air. And I think they were Tony's sister, <laughs> Um, and I think just if you replace sister with sibling, I think that you still get the same impact from that, mm-hmm. but yep, then yep. also like my aunt Birdie mm-hmm. so I thought that was really interesting. Those were the two pieces. Yeah. I don't think it was the relationship, like that I am related to Tony. Isn't the thing it's right. What is that word for me? Right. Up in the air, which yeah. I love. Yeah, very and interesting. And also, it's probably uh, depend who you talk to these days, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. It's but we crazy. also know Brady can throw down. Unfortunately, Max did not get to feast. Uh, no. Chickened out. But she, she walked out. Yeah. A mistake. Mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> you always stay for dinner. Gosh, come stay on. For food. Especially Just with stay like for food. That, it's polite. It's uh, that it's smart. It's too. strategic. Like, <laughs> Also, if you're going to run away, you're going to need fuel. Yeah. Um, so save that. Wait as long as you can't get through at least a, you know, <laughs> a plate and then make yeah. up your mind. Exactly. A one plate rule uh, one feels plate reasonable. Rule. I was like, mm, you can't leave. Just do one. Cup. Just do one, one plate. plate. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even uh, make it to the kitchen. My goodness. No. And again, that home felt so warm. Like, there's no way that food wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. It probably smelled amazing. I know. Um, that would be an amazing candle. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Birdie's home cooking. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it would also kind of smell like that living room, I feel like, which had like a lot of flannel. 
I feel like in terms of like the core and it's uh, got a, yeah. like an earthy, a warm earthy smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would want that candle. Can you get that candle? Uh, wife? Um, I can candles? try. Um, okay. I do love a candle. I got my, uh, I got my, uh, uh fall farmhouse candle cookies. Um, we live in the city. Farmhouse? Okay, farm, farm girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. City uh, mouse just wants to be a farm girl. <laughs> we should just, we should invite Erica on more often so she and I can team up and give you shit. Um, it's really fun for me. Um, <laughs> Back over with the peaches. I'm a free agent, just so you know. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll sign you. Uh, first signing. Um, first signing. Uh, peaches Field. Uh, Carson's trying to coach. <laughs> it's uh, not great in terms of how practice is going. She's trying to make baseball fun. She's like, let's have a catch. Let's you know yes. find the joy and which i do <laughs> you appreciate. know i go with that i go with that yeah she's not very convincing though she's just not a good salesman of it and everyone <laughs> has questions and everyone wants to practice different things yep uh people are already arguing about the the batting order which was like that took 30 seconds for you guys to start taking advantage of new coach well, yeah duh, co- coach is gone so i'm just gonna ask carson if he can move me up in the order it's uh yeah. it's every time but uh jess uh would like to find the joy in winning baseball which seems fair uh just that's, just winning that's, her joy. Is, that's just where the winning. joy is um and all this is coming in and uh what is what does Carson start doing? <laughs> uh, Carson um, just kind of starts uh kowtowing to everyone. Um <laughs> No, not that one. She starts crying. Oh yeah, yeah we get to the crying. Waterworks. Yeah, forget the crying. Yeah. What are you doing? The and then who gets the the iconic line, Jess? Yes. I I cannot imagine the pressure of having to deliver this line. Uh, being <laughs> be a, a fan lot. of the movie and just being like me, I have to do that. Yeah. Oh, I was, would love it. They tag teamed it a little because I think Lupe got in there as well. But mm-hmm. I think that was the right character, just as far as being mm-hmm. like a curmudgeon, very Jimmy like Dean hard energy. baseball. Yeah. Like, like we have to play. I'm here to win. Like this isn't, this isn't a game. We're here to win. Yeah. Jess would be among the more superstitious on the team. I feel like just out oh, of baseball-ness. Yeah. yeah. Of, nope, I've been some, I think we get a little bit of that. We do towards the end. I think there are yeah. socks or something that someone hasn't been yeah. washing, but or yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Get a win. Got to do it all the same. Everything. Every single Think thing. Think the There's same a whole routine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which I thought man. was hilarious. <laughs> that is, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. <laughs> I'm say, my ADHD brain says, no, I'm going to think whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. Um, <laughs> and over here. Oh, man. And now, uh, one thing that I really don't like out of Carson is her saying that Lupe has it out for. Mm. And boy, that line bothered me, not because mm. I didn't feel like it wouldn't happen, but I was just like, no, buddy, don't be that person. It's one thing if you have 
disagreements or whatever. But again, as soon as someone thinks that you guys aren't just all here trying to win or that you're trying to take each other out, that's it's poison for a team. Uh, it's a toxic, a toxic way of thinking. And Greta's not helping. Like, I think she's, no. she, this is the part where she's like, Stryker, what's wrong with you? And she's like, Greta, this is the least attractive thing about you. <laughs> she <laughs> she has so much going for you. Yeah. And I think Carson just, Carson's not been a manager before, and this is learning real fast. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Oh, it's not about you, bud. It's, that's not how that works. Nope. And, and you're going to find your leadership voice real fast. <laughs> well, uh, you know who's got an idea about how to do leadership voice? Oh, who? Good old, good old Bev. Oh, well, Bev. Be the boot. She has she has her heart to heart with Garza, where she's like this, you know, says this uh, uh, was about the the the, the soam uh, trying to <laughs> trying to survive yes. with with the boot, uh, the boot Morales. Uh, you gotta these unmarried women need order. Oh, that was so funny. Unmarried women are always a half step away from being an unruly mob. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so such a good line. <laughs> are you more ruly now? <laughs> now that I'm married, uh, I mean, I'm I'm just so much more um, uh, forceful and uh, <laughs> ruly. Um, I'm just just very stern. Um, the sternest. Oh my god! <laughs> the idea of you being stern is very funny. <laughs> um, and and our little tiny spoiled dog would agree. That oh, you're your baby. Yeah, your baby boy is sleeping. He's a cute little angel. Oh, is she in your office? She is. She I didn't is. know we were opening she, our doors so that the dogs she, uh, could come in. Well, she oh. scratched on my door, so I had oh. to. I had to let her. That's in. fair. Yeah. The big ones. It's just, the how can you kitchen. say no to her? I can't. That's why I don't. Uh, that's why <laughs> I took them for a she walk. She walks out of all guilt. over me. <laughs> she walks all over everybody, but it's. It's very cute because she's small. The big one, however, walks all over people and it's less cute because it's painful. Um, anyway, Carson Carson can totally be forceful and stern and strong and the leader. And this is, again, I think her getting advice on how to lead that isn't in line with the kind of leader she would be uh, if she maybe came to her style on her own. But I don't think it's a step in the wrong direction. Uh she does She's need to her. be a little more confident, but yeah, it's the, the style that is maybe a yeah. bad fit. Um, over to the salon. We talked about this a little bit, but Max lets Tony do her hair. And this is clearly like a rare thing for the two of them. Hasn't happened in ages. And it's actually really sweet, the intimate moment between a mother and daughter. And it's... Um, they're both a little uncomfortable or a little like walking on eggshells of wanting it to be nice and I think wanting to come back together, but it also just being not a thing they do a lot. Yeah. It's like an olive branch. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, I love you and I like you. Here's all the things I like about you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an attempt. It's an attempt, but is it max? Is it really Max? It's definitely not, unfortunately. And that's, I mean, like we talked about, it's not, it's not Max's dream, the salon. And yeah. I think it's one thing when you know your dream something else, but when that one's not working out, 
maybe it is. And I think yeah. that's Max going, maybe I could do this. Yeah. Uh, and and which she takes us... that energy right to Gary's house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Gary's house. <laughs> oh, Gary. Oh, <laughs> which, to be fair, he, he kind of gets her back with, like, it's always something. You always want something when you come yeah. to me. What is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a self-aware man, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, Gary. Uh, Poor guy. Hope, he didn't sign hope, up for this. He no. did not. I hope he finds a nice lady. And oh, that, dear. Uh, he didn't he share a, nice... a Dr. Pepper with her. Oh Aww. <laughs> that so was so cute. sweet. We've been saving it for a special occasion. Oh it's gosh. the war. There's only so much soda you can have. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. She's just, she's just kissing him like she got something to prove. Um, oh, and she's not having fun none of this looks like she's having fun no i mean i'm not gonna lie i didn't have fun during the scene either no No, it was well played it was awkward um yeah just not great and then you know like the last time i was with a guy i was just like (laughs) this is this is great this is great i love this i enjoy this yeah and she's on top for a moment but looking at all the posters that don't exist in her room anymore but uh she's like no 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 can't i can't i can't can't do this can't do this and seconds later (laughs) just gone Seconds later, it's it's we're done. <laughs> and, uh, and then, oh, yep, I gotta meet Clance. I forgot. Gotta go. to tell her, uh, yeah, got, sorry, I got food on that. the stove. Right, the house is gonna burn down. Thank you for uh, this. It was mm-hmm. that was, it was <laughs> and I will be going now. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, again, poor Gary. Like he did. Poor Gary. Poor Gary. You know, no, but he, also like poor Max. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. He really just tried to be like, I can do this. I can do yeah, this. Tried and, to do it, you know. And I think that experience at Birdie's, it, it's trying to get back to the familiar. Oh, absolutely. Going to see her mom at the salon, having her do mm-hmm. her hair the way she wants, uh, the way her mom thinks would look nice, and you know, because there's, um, she's she's heard what her parents are saying. She's starting to get a better picture of where Tony and Birdie are, um, and why. And what that means for her. And I think it's more subtle, but, you know, Max isn't a birdie necessarily, or at least she she's not sure if she is. Uh, she's not fully comfortable um, expressing herself the way that birdie is. Um, and I think it's like, okay, well, if I'm not this Max, like my mom's version of Max, and I don't think that I could be, a birdie then what is there mm-hmm. <laughs> who am i well, yeah this is yeah. massive identity crisis throughout this entire episode and the options she knows now are extremes kind of right yeah, there are, exactly. there is no middle ground and it's right that's got to be terrifying of you get you know uh red or blue that's it. Good luck. Like you get, yeah. you know, whatever opposite, you know. Um, and I, I mean, I think everyone experiences that even with their sexuality, whether they're questioning or not, I think that there's a way of questioning who and what you're attracted to um, from like uh, the way that we see gender. But then there's mm-hmm. also just within yourself, 
what are you attracted to? Who are you attracted to? Like, what does that look like? And I think a lot of people, if not all of us can identify with what that is. And, you know, other people I know are are attracted to this and this is how they present and this is what they do. And, you know, um, you know, there's, what is that movie? Uh, you know, but I'm a cheerleader, but you know, like Mm -hmm. there's, there's things and it's like, Oh, you know, on, on the other side of things, it's like, wait, but you're a softball player and you're not gay. And it's like, Like, I, I don't know no. what to tell you, man. Sorry. I, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I said what I said. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> like played in college and yeah, yeah. no, not gay. So no. you know, but you know, it it can be uncomfortable to to just figure out with all of these assumptions and all of these expectations. Um, for you to find your footing. And I think that's also a little bit of, of the beginning stages of where Max is. Um, and that I think will play out as we get further into the series, which I think is kind of cool too. I very much agree. And it kind of lends itself to why representation is so important, mm. especially not just surface level one end or another, but all of the variations of anything. Like there's no such thing as too much representation because we still need all of those different shades. Yeah of what that identity could look like. And when that information is new to you and you don't have the vocabulary or, you know, the context or even know how to communicate it to someone else if you wanted to, it all adds up to why that experience is so confusing and stressful and, you know, leads to Max kind of, I don't want to say acting out because that sounds negative, but just like trying stuff out. She's like reaching in different directions, trying to anchor herself to something that feels right. And none of it's really sticking yet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Coming up empty. Uh, Back with the peaches. It is hard sometimes the way the show jumps back and forth. I'm just like, yep, okay, (laughs) sorry, Gary, bye. Going to go watch some baseball now. The peaches are playing the Blue Sox again. Uh, do we know how many games the season is? Uh, I don't know. Or an, I would be curious to go back and look if we could find out. But um, Carson's being the boot in the locker room. She Ooh. is trying <laughs> no out this new No one's persona. buying it. <laughs> no. no. I love the, are you doing a voice? You sound like you're doing a voice, like a do weird you one. No, that you're doing a voice. It's strange because it, it doesn't fit her. And it's right uh, there on the surface. Everyone can yeah, see it. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. It's very weird. And she, yeah, she does this like, no, you get to go play when I tell you you get to go play. Mm. No laughing. Don't move. Don't. It's like, it's where it's like me telling the dog to sit. Like when I go to get a tree of like, don't. No. No. Like, okay. Okay. Now you can go. Uh, But, and then she tries to round it out with like a, yeah, let's go play. Okay. Let's have a great one. Let's go peaches. Yeah, you can't you can't do both, bud. You can't do both. And uh, what's going on with Lupe? Lupe, Lupe. Um, she she tries. She uh, Carson tries to be like you play when I tell you to play. And Lupe is like no, uh, no, no, don't do that. Uh. Which I kind of respect Lupe for a lot. I'm just like nah, I'm not. I'm not. Doing this. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> no, not if it's like this. I don't want to play like this. That's yeah. Not- 
Yeah, I think it's it's tough. Um, there's see, I when I was watching this, every time that I watched it, I was like, come on, Lupe. Like, I'm not saying I'm I'm team Carson, but it's just like <laughs> Like, obviously you're needed. Don't like, don't be a brat now. Like this is is beyond you. Well, I mean like her, her number one was coach Porter and now now he's gone. So it's like, it feels, it it feels, it feels right. That she'd kind of just be like, "Mm." I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I was just like, Lupe, come on. (laughs) It's also like her big fear is getting sent home at this point. Right. Like, yeah, it does feel like I would understand if at practice, she was like, nope. Not, I'm not playing. No, like I'm not pitching for you. Not with that attitude. A game, though, yeah, makes especially against the Blue Sox. They're they're the team to beat in the league right now. So, yeah, you should probably pitch, Lupe. I mean, but just a yeah. couple innings for us, please. And yeah, that's an, a situation where I wonder, like the rest of the team, like weighing in if they could have gotten her to pitch. That's one of those of like, come on, dude, we need you um moments that doesn't happen yeah well maybe that's why when you don't have any practices before games you don't really you know? have to establish stuff like that you don't and also probably why lupe kind of feels like she's on an island because <laughs> no one no one hanging out um we go straight from the game to to the makeout car uh, the where Titanic makeout car. Greta and Carson's office. Greta thinks it's hot when Carson's an asshole, which is interesting. An interesting tell. Uh, uh, but yeah, the things are off. It's it's not working. It's not a. It's not their best trip to the makeout car, and I think mm-hmm. with our limited uh, 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 trips there, um, it's it's very clear that this is this is uh, a different movie. This is not Titanic. Um, yeah. This is not Jack and Rose. It's this is definitely not. No steaming up the windows. No this steam. Is, no. no steam on the windows here. None at all. No. It's just awkward. Yeah. So you I'm know like, what. Well, Try again another time. Killing me though. She's like, "Oh yeah, you're being an asshole. That's so hot." And Carson's like, "No, I like no, that. no, I'm not. I don't no. like that. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. That's not. That's not what I want to hear. That's not what I'm going for. Like in life no. or right now. So like, stop saying that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if she gets hung up on like a, a like details, like, no, you don't actually think I'm an asshole though, do you? Like, don't. <laughs> we we should talk this out so that I understand. But mm, no, yeah. yeah. It's not, the wrong, it's not the wrong word. Wrong word. Not, not turn yeah. it around. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, inside Peach's HQ, uh, Jess and Lupe uh, are are kind of having a chat, and seems like an overdue one for bros. Uh, <laughs> but Lupe is kind of talking out of like, "Hey, I didn't deserve all this. Like, I didn't start the fight. I didn't." Yeah. You know, uh, let's finally address this. And Jess is kind of having a, oh, finally seeing the whole picture uh, Mm -hmm. to this, which is, it surprises me because so far, Jess has been Lupe's like, you know. They've been been buds. They've been buds. Uh, And so for Jess to assume Carson's side is a bummer there, and that's got to hurt even more and, Mm -hmm. and assume that, like, man you are my bud and even you're like oh well yeah you started the fight don't start the fight 
And it's like, mm, are you just saying that? Because you never, you never wondered why they blamed me for the fight. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like alluding to the stuff we were talking about before. Um, yeah, I think it it's a weird it's a weird situation because I do think there's a place for Jess to check her teammate like that, and mm-hmm. without full context that she just isn't privy to because of that that p word that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like yeah, you're you wouldn't see it that way. And and that's why I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, this is like a shitty situation for me to be in right now. Um, you know, now that you know, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jess, I think does generally come through her, her dip here is maybe the lowest we see her at in the whole series, which is probably why she's so likable throughout the series too. We don't get too far into her backstory aside from the fact that she's been on several sinking boats. Uh, that we still need to learn about, but you know, uh, but she takes the note, I think, which I appreciate. She takes the like, ah, yep. Okay. Reevaluating. Got it. Um, yeah. And I think I'm glad that you brought that up because it is, I don't think Carson is like the most egregious case, but it is a lot of like, how could you say this to me? Like, I'm just trying to be a good person. And I think us having a catch is amazing. And what do you mean that this could never be, you know, like she's much more of the oblivious kind where Jess is like, all right, I hear you. I see you. I see that. Let's figure this out. Yep. Like I, I'm with you now. Let's, yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna stand by you, and yeah, I think it's it's a big difference. Even though I would expect a lot of folks, you know, see those folks as similarly harmful or harmless, uh, depending on. But it's actually a huge difference, especially mm-hmm. when it's someone close to you. Um, mm-hmm. being able to say, "Hey, I hear you. Thank you for that." let's fix this you know let's let me go with you believe women yep just mm. just give us a give us a herd chef like yep exactly (laughs) the restaurant talk (laughs) it's so good it's so efficient i I do appreciate it um also at peaches hq joe and greta are having a a chat which is nice because we haven't really seen these two hang out as friends very much Mm. since the show started uh they seem like healthy about it though which i appreciate they they're they're confident in their friendship um i think and very secure in their friendship but yeah they're they're kind of talking through through the carson stuff and what this is feeling like yeah joe's really optimistic which is it feels like change for her and and she's she's like really excited about like maybe the world's changing like Mm. we're we're playing baseball who the sky's the limit and even even just having joe saying nice things about carson where before she was just like "Uh -uh, i don't know (laughs) this is very similar to your last situation let's slow it down but she literally says let's forget the rules like (laughs) yeah i don't know if i ever saw joe as being disapproving of carson i think she was maybe a little wary for her friend and hmm. would give Carson shit, but I don't think she disliked Carson as like a person. It, I think it was more about like, like the, like be careful with her that yeah. Yeah, now she's kind of letting go of. Yeah. And I think in that other episode where, or I don't remember if it was earlier in this episode or last episode, but where she's like, you know, you're getting a little bit sloppy, you know, and mm-hmm. 
so the difference between the conversations is that I think Greta was picking up signals that Joe was feeling like it was the same as something that she'd experienced before. Mm-hmm. And that's what spooked her a little bit. Whereas in this conversation, and then we kind of see it play out a little bit later in the episode where Greta is wearing a fantastic jumper. Oh, good. It, it's like the green, the spaghetti, <laughs> like this. Wardrobe is a cr- um, but you know, um, she, she's like, I don't know if it's the same. And so I think it was really just Joe knowing what the dangers around hard air quotes here, their situation, uh, right. you know, <laughs> <They're dyers. laughs> you know knowing that they have to be careful. <laughs> I, I had to make that extremely dramatic. To, uh-huh so unserious i mean it is serious but it's just like you know to to think of a time and to think of the times now where we still make things just so much more difficult and polarizing and divisive than they need to be um is it's really it just hurts your heart but um i think what what joe is encouraging her friend is to be careful Mm -hmm. and while being careful not overlook something that is different and could be something that's real. And so I thought that was really cool of her to, to do. It's a really sweet, like friendship note of like, Hey, this one might be worth you bending the rules for or Mm -hmm. relaxing, you know, the, the ones that aren't necessarily about protecting you as a human, but the ones that are more about protecting your heart, like maybe, maybe you let her in a little bit. Mm. um maybe this one's worth taking the risk for and i think that's sweet and sometimes folks need that encouragement from a friend this is real sweet um it's nice to see the side of joe too i think we expect her to be cynical but she's a she's kind of a ham on the surface but she's a a big softy good friend solid solid I still, I want, I just want their backstory. I want their prequel of them Mm -hmm. traveling around, Mm -hmm. being good friends, getting to this point and their adventures. Yeah. What a spin off that would be. That would be awesome. (laughs) There's some part of me that's just like them at Coney Island, just like, I don't know why that is what sticks in my brain. Coney Island. I mean, it was the place to be. (laughs) Yeah. There's something like, uh, jaws-esque like you could do a jaws episode basically where there's a shark attack at the beach and they have, no. you know, i don't know why i've got a whole guys we've watched too many marvel things where they get to play in other genres now um, <laughs> we, had, over- we head back to the secret playground where yeah. max max and Carson and uh carson are Canarson? Uh, Canarson. <laughs> yeah uh, it's the canarsy uh, canarsy <laughs> brooklyn uh uh-huh. uh they're oh, they're I kind of they're starting to connect reference though the other on the other episode that was awesome kenosha kickers oh okay. good Good time. Anyway, I, I, I want that jacket oh. though, right? That was oh. solid. That was yellow solid. satin. Oh. We, got, oh. we got we got Mac, Max and Carson. They're they're connecting as gal pals now. They're uh... not that kind of gal pal though. <laughs> like <laughs> a, a, a pals in the pals. sense of a pals. pals. They're, they're, they're pals. connecting pals. as pals. pals. 
buds. Yeah. Yeah. Just pals. Yeah. Just being like, how do, how do you, uh, how do you do that thing where, uh, you oh, sleep yeah. with your husband and enjoy yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> also just, uh, Max realizing for the first time that Carson's married and that like yeah. that whole situation is more complicated. But I do think that, um, yeah, that note about, yeah, like how how do you sleep with him? Because I think it's kind of like a, a sweet comparing of notes of yeah. like, okay, so because Carson doesn't know that Max had a a lady friend, and so no, I don't think she knows. this is that. a big opening up of of Max too to someone else. The first time she's really been able to talk to someone about it, and yeah, it's it's a sweet little like pen pal almost situation but like kids at a playground being yeah. like we're gonna meet up and we're gonna tell each other our secrets yeah and we're gonna go our separate ways yeah because as viewers i guess we we've known for a little bit that max uh, or carson is getting the assumption that max is holding this secret over her head because she's disapproving mm-hmm. um but max is really just leveraging that to get what she wants which is it's yeah really unique situation um and like kind of like borderline cruel but um (laughs) you know she's she's kind of taking advantage well i don't think we ever get the sense that max would ever use that to weaponize you know outside of their really really just she wants to play ball and yeah if this knowledge can get her there then you know she has this special dr pepper worthy moment Good Lord, help us all. <laughs> why? Just why? Anyway, <laughs> she has this Dr. Pepper moment. And, you know, I think it also speaks to, I think it was maybe on the last pod, y'all were talking about it, but just like, are we talking about uh, bisexuality or fluidity? And I think the, the, the way that the two of them kind of talk about a shared experience of obviously having relationships with women and men and Carson being like, well, it's nice. And Max being like, agree to disagree. But also I think there's a difference in that Carson, you get the sense that she's known her husband for a really long time and they're super good friends. And, you know, there is the marriage that's very interesting um, outside of like, in the the context of society it's just like how does this work and i think that's where max is coming from because she doesn't Mm -hmm. have an understanding of this even though she's tried things and hasn't liked them whereas for carson i think there's something like yeah she's married to a man and she admits to kind of falling in love with this woman and and loving both of them. And Max kind of ribs her for saying that out loud, which I thought was a cute way to like bring them back, like snap them back from this super emotional moment. But um, I think it also just speaks to not even just the, the, the sexuality uh, behind it, but also just how relationships are different. You know, they're mm-hmm. at different stages. Uh, they they hit different at different times for different reasons. And and that's like the connection that comes from relationships. And I, I thought that that was a really unique way of them hitting on all of those layers and flavors in a really like low-key laid back way. Yeah, it's really sweet the way they handled it a little bit is mm-hmm. it 
without it being overly judgmental and any and they're both kind of new to it and a little awkward about it and are just like ah uh, yeah it's like super middle school or something it is it's actually really sweet and i'm just like oh you guys are just trying to find your ways in the world and it's it's really nice like you said to like the amount of variety shown in that small conversation even is is massive Mm. um this is also the scene where Carson kind of gets a, a bit of a lesson on being an ally of, mm. hey, did you say anything at tryouts? Did you, did you do anything then? And I think Carson, I take it, is the kind of person that would hear that and be like, I, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and like, let me overcorrect now. And also would probably go home and think about it for several hours on end yeah. and then probably make another pie. I assume. Um, oh, absolutely. Just like pie. staring blankly at a wall while going through the motions of making an applesauce pie, for sure. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's yep. exactly. It hit, it, it, you know, it's on the cutting room floor, but that was, that was what happened for sure. It absolutely <laughs> had to have been. Um, but it's a, a, a good call out. And there's the way this scene ends got me. And I think I watched it twice today because I walked by when Leslie was watching it. And then I went back and watched it later today. But Max leaves it with like a, I gotta stop doing this mm. and that one hit of like hoping like putting that hope in other people is what it mm-hmm. felt like or like thinking that other people are gonna get it or thinking that I, I don't know what that it is but boy you can feel just the disappointment and the yeah. bottom kind of drop out and Max kind of kind of walks away in this frustration yeah, it's another example in this episode through the eyes of this character in this series where it's like, you know, I I feel good in a specific scenario with this person, with my friend, uh, with my childhood friend, with a colleague, with my mom, with my dad, you know, having a catch, playing catch, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, and then the complexity of her starting to come out and it rifting with those relationships. Um, that's kind of how I took it. And and so it, it yes, it was directed at Carson and, and like probably literally doesn't want to meet up with Carson like that anymore, but then also just herself putting her, putting herself in situations where she's, she's raw and exposed, like you were saying. Um, and so just, Again, there's so many, it's been really cool to rewatch the series, you know, because I was watching it with um, a different set of eyes the first time, first as a baseball fan. So I know y'all have talked about the CGI stuff, but that was uh, off. But then in watching it back, and I I know y'all have talked about this on the podcast as well. There's moments where I'm like, oh, they didn't like, find. Yeah. yeah, this this episode was pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, this one, yeah, the way they shot I'm... around with, yeah, with uh, the baseball so, parts. Anyway, I just think it's really cool how they hit a lot of complexities um, mm-hmm. and see different things. I mean, it's with anything, but I think that just goes to, especially with a story arguably that a lot of us of a certain age, right, <laughs> know so well that they were able to give us things that make us want to watch this series um, in a totally different light. I think it's so cool. It's so artsy. It's very well done um, for the most part. And um, yeah, I'm with y'all. I, I want to see what we get. If we get, hopefully we'll get, let's claim it. Let's get a season two. Let's go. Putting it. it out in the universe. Now needs to happen. Like it. We we're need this. As, we need as, this. 
yeah. as a society, as a society. Uh, yeah. we need it it's for just, posterity it's, it's needed exactly. for sure. yeah mental health um <laughs> peaches hq we get a quick glance at lupe's working some stuff out trying to get her pitch under uh like back in control but seems to have her own case of the yips and is mm. uh calling herself a head case which always goes any, well <laughs> always goes well i don't know any pitcher who isn't a head, like uh, i think it just comes with the territory yeah. uh of anyone who has i mean golfer anyone who has that kind of solo of a position where it's just repetition and consistency has got to be exhausting but yeah lupe's kind of got her own case of the yips and it's not going well um which is just a quick transition we're over to to clance's house where clance is a letter from guy and it is entirely redacted oh my god her own name was redacted her own name that's so wild and i mean i know they did that for like comedic relief and yeah clance is such a great character in this series like it cannot be overstated like clance is amazing for this series um but also just like it, it takes me to bigger conversations of like protecting the propaganda of war and uh, government overseeing mail. I mean, this is, oh, you know, what we call snail mail, right? This is coming yeah. through, <laughs> you know, and just having the capability or taking, um, <laughs> t- you know, taking away the opportunity for families to communicate without an intercept mm. is just, um, you know, for, for American safety, um, you know, I'm sure, but it's just like, gosh, what a time that must've been to live through that and have like what, maybe six to eight words uh, that you can read and have mm. to s- decipher um, what anything from that one, yeah it's trying to tell like, you sc- scratch scratch that sounds bad no but it's good um it's just a scratch <laughs> just a scratch it's just, just a scratch. scratch and just yeah the number of places your brain would go right yeah. you're gonna go worst case scenario of what is the worst combination what's the best combination yep i think max does a really good job of being like he's alive letter he's good alive. let's start good. there let's focus here yes uh, which is a good point, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we that's could get all you the, have to go off of. And then that's it. You know, for years too. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And they don't get into how long it takes those letters to get there. I was, that, that's where my adult brain went. I was like, mm. I've seen enough of these <laughs> World War II shows and movies to know a thing or two. That letter's getting there late. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it had well, to be read I mean, and then redacted. So. And imagine like that's someone's job all day is just, reading letters a lot of people's i assume is just writing letters and hopefully not just the one (laughs) yeah geez that would be such a backlog yeah hence the backlog yeah exactly yeah um uh we get a little bit into the the max convo with who's max when she's not playing baseball she doesn't know but she wants to find out and that's you know that's that's a nice place i'm glad she gets there of just like I, I, I want to figure this out, and I think they somehow, and I don't know how, really still leave space for baseball with her. Mm. It never feels for me like Max is giving up baseball forever. Like I don't buy it. Um, just as a human, so even when it's like 
she wants to find out. I entirely believe that she can go on that journey and find out and she will come back to baseball one way or another. Um, I don't know how they did that, but that's how it felt. Mm. I'm trying to remember how it felt the first time I watched it. I don't remember. I don't think I I had that same feeling. I just Mm -hmm. remember being very caught up in the, oh no, she wants to be done with it. Um, And like we talked about a little earlier, like that's a, like you can be absolutely gutted. Like that takes, that process in and of itself takes a long time. So I don't think I ever really allowed myself to think beyond like just she's saying she's done because that process in and of itself, that's a serious grieving process. It takes some time. (laughs) It it is. It absolutely is. I think my, my TV nerd brain went episode five. We got to get we got to get Max back to baseball. She's too good. We haven't really seen her play. We, well, this this must resolve itself. Uh, so there you go. I wish, she... I wish TV brain could check out for TV a little brain. bit. Adult TV brain. because It's you the know. worst, man. <laughs> go back to just experiencing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're like, no, we'll see him again. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, Max's baseball. It's really true. And yeah. I think somehow they landed that part very early as well of just like, Max loves baseball through and through. Max is a baseball player. And that's, mm-hmm. that's part of our identity. And I think yeah. always will be. Yeah. Um, we head to back to the locker room. Um, Carson wants to establish that she'd like to do the job well without being an asshole. <laughs> and it's a, an admirable Fair. goal. <laughs> summary. Yeah. Which yeah. honestly, for most people with their coaches, that's all they'd like. Uh, for Correct. most other humans, I guess, in yes. the world, just, hey, if you can do the job well without being an asshole, you're hired. Great. Yeah. Yeah. The the bar is low. Um, Carson uh, is ready for Lupe to pitch. Lupe's ready to pitch, um, but she's worried she can't pitch the same way. And uh, that's fair because, A, you just learned that pitch a few weeks ago, and it wasn't working <laughs> It still isn't working. Maybe, maybe Lupe, you just pitch the way you know how to pitch, bud. And what do you know? It works. Uh, yeah, I like I like that she uh, uses the you know she she finds a way to be like, oh wait, I can I can talk to my pitcher the way that I I tried talking to Max, and then she tried it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I like that. Just like the you know, so so what? That, that's you know, that's that pitch or that's you know what's his name's pitch that's dove's uh, pitch yeah yeah dove's pitch you know what's your pitch and that comes from it's a callback right to when they were just having fun Ooh, the sun uh, <laughs> when, when they were just having fun and it's like oh don't pitch like satchel page pitch like max so i love that i love that callback yeah um and it's true of most things do it the way that and it's true of uh carson coaching like do it the way that feels good for you, that feels right to you and trust the people around you to, to, you know, do their part and correct you where it might be wrong, but Mm -hmm. don't, don't try to throw like someone else throw like you. Yeah. Simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we get to the game and, uh, striker's going to give it a try. She, she gets, uh, she gets Carson to throw down the sign and, (laughs) and then she, she, she does, she throws, she throws the heat. Throws the heat. And, you know, so going back just a little, like, you know, they have this conversation and it's like, just, just do you boo. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. in summary, Um, (laughs) 
And name of the time, name of the yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, it was like, we're not going to call any signs. And then to have Lupe in the, the run of play, ask Carson to call the signs. I think that did a lot of work in showing us that Lupe is moving towards and is at a place where she can trust Carson again and where she can be all in with Carson. And I think that's going to be critically important as the team moves on. Oh yeah. I mean, these are two strong players and I don't think either of them doubts the other's playing ability, but this is an acknowledgement, right? Of we can, we're working as a team. We are teammates again. And that is, yeah, you're right. A huge first step back towards okay like uh, repairing this this little this little team yeah. let's put let's put the pieces back together yes, um exactly. it's exactly what they need i uh, love to see it <laughs> you do love to see it it's just nice it's a nice place to land uh we like we like teams getting along yeah um, we, see, we see that they they uh we go back to the the peaches hq and they're celebrating their victory and they're yeah. all hanging out and drinking beers and having fun yeah like, like i can't yes. remember the last time we saw this <laughs> It's been a minute, right? Uh, we saw drinking beers because sad, I think, a few times, sure, but not sure. because. Uh, not beers. A, yeah, uh, it's pretty great. I would have liked to hang out and have beers with them in that yeah, scenario. Sure. That would have been a fun night. Um, it looks like they've got a shot at, at winning the league. Yeah, Shirley, Shirley does math, um, and, and she's, her calculations have shown that it is not impossible. <laughs> impossible. They're not, not, and oh, <laughs> so good. It's so good. Impossible. Did you watch the, uh, oh, yeah. the special? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. <sighs> so too many good. years, too late. It, it needed to be longer. Um, oh, yes, notes. for sure. It needs to be a series. Thank you. Yeah. I need all of, like, all of the extra footage to be released yes, on please. immediate like tomorrow I'd at least just this. give me an album <laughs> i need an album i need just a soundtrack give us an album. please <laughs> an album Ugh. <sighs> whoever needs to okay that i need them to okay yeah just do it um do the right thing for me disney abc yeah i don't know whoever <laughs> arista records <laughs> yeah who gets the rights? I don't everyone, know. Everyone shake hands and put it on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. We can. Oh, gosh. Really I would never listen to anything else. Impossible. Yes. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> totally off the rails. Uh, it's good. I good. blew good your last few podcast sessions out of the water. You did. Absolutely. You did. This is much better. Sorry, you have to keep going back. Um, uh, Greta's dark past comes up a little bit. I think I missed this. Uh, well, she has, it's it's like this. It's She has this. Um, uh, Darcy Carden does oh, this amazing monologue of like... This is back in the bedroom. This isn't during yeah, the party. The, That's why I got the, confused. Yeah, they, they sneak away to the bedroom and she <laughs> has this beautiful monologue about her yeah had she had someone in the past and uh someone very dear to her and they they were in love and so once they were in love she kind of stopped being careful and that didn't go well for for them as a couple uh she was put away um 
and uh you know greta was fine but she never never heard from her ever again dear and still wears her ring which is still wears her ring beautiful pinky ring in it (laughs) yeah that's real sweet of just the yes the wearing a ring which i would bet it first carson was like uh and then was like okay um although yeah. carson's also wearing her wedding yeah. ring so she can't really meaning you know as as we were talking about it just now it didn't hit me when i was re-watching but i had the absolute honor of speaking to bry scurry uh as her book was coming out and in that book though she talks about like her first relationship and like how badly it went. Like it's, mm. and so here we are where, and this is why representation, right. is so important and sharing some of the stories the way they do. Like I would have never, I don't think that I would have ever honestly had any reason to have a, an understanding of what the queer community went through at this time in our country, if not for this series. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, and you know, there goes that P word again. I, I don't have to think about it. Um, I don't think about it. And that's, that's not just privilege. And I don't know if that's even the right word, but it's, it's my blind spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, some of the things that we've seen throughout the series, but then Greta telling this story and then me thinking as we're talking right now, because, you know, we, are also mutuals in the soccer space. And it just came to my head that, you know, this is in the 1940s. And then Bry's talking about the 1990s, you know, the mm. 80s and 90s. And just like, you know, some of what she had to go, or maybe I guess she's probably a little older than that, maybe the 70s. Well, anywhere from the 70s to the 90s. But, you know, she talks throughout her life, honestly, about mm-hmm. relationships and where she is with that. And here's, you know, this, this grown woman now telling these stories and it's just so wild it's so unfortunate and you know so when people don't understand the pressure that comes with people deciding whether they're gonna you know again using my air quotes here come out and why people of a certain age or from a certain part of the world uh, just don't want to have those conversations like there's real reasons there's mm-hmm. history that a lot of us and I'm pointing to myself here don't know uh, that that provides context for those things oh yeah and depending on where you live in the world some of that's still happening right exactly. like that's still happening all the time and that's true for every you know quadrant of this intersection which exactly. the story is extremely intersectional which yes. i don't think we see much but again like queer women in this time in and the difference between being more fem- feminine and more masculine and just the variety of issues faced and who has to deal with which version and yeah some of them are scarier in terms of day to day some of them are just you know I think a lot of folks fall into the Carson Max area a little bit of, oh, is my life just going to be what everyone else expects of me of being a housewife? And that yeah. I would bet is where most people felt, right? Is people will never know because they just kind of lived ask. that life. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of folks in the series are finding out that something is even an option or allowing themselves to consider this option for the first time and all the weight that comes with that is it's a lot 
it is a lot or even bringing it. I know I talked about Bri, but also mm-hmm. um, M.A. Vopel, who's been oh, yeah. with ESPN covering women's basketball and just before being honored by the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, made sure to have his pronouns changed and wanted to enter into the Hall of Fame as a journalist under his name. Um, as himself. Yes, as himself. And, you know, it's just, it it's empowering and it almost like it just grabs your heart. Um, and I love, Emily, what you said, that there's so much, all of the intersections of people's stories where that's still true um, to this day, if that character were to be, you know, just zipped through to 2022, that unfortunately there's still a lot of that, that, that happens. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot, uh, just, uh, another reminder that, uh, representation matters and yes. you never know whose life it's going to make a difference in. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, keep telling these stories. And again, shout out to Will and Abby and everyone who was involved in writing and directing the show because you're telling a lot of stories that never got to get told before. And I mean, I even think of um, Maybelle, who, you know, yeah. just came out. Yes, exactly. 95. 95 oh. years old. Maybelle. Oh, I was thinking about joking about finding her a girlfriend. And I'm like, oh. yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh. this for her. Oh. Oh. But yeah, what a lady. Um, firecracker. (laughs) Uh, she really is. Oh, what a hoot. Um, have you met her, Erica? Yes. Yes. I met her at the, so I I alluded to this before, but um, I'm wearing a replica Rockford peaches hat that I got, uh, at a Brooklyn Cyclones game. It's the 25th anniversary, I guess, of the movie. Um, and, uh, Maybelle was there. Shirley was there. Mm -hmm. Rest in the most peace, Shirley. Oh, Shirley. And I got to ask her about uh, that play at home. Oh, it's just one of my all-time top moments, like, as a journalist ever. She's She was Aww. the sweetest, the sweetest thing. So that was a really good time. Got to meet some of the cast as well. Um, it was a really special, special day in Brooklyn. Wow, that sounds like it. I'm the only one who hasn't met Mabel, so now I got to fix oh, that. Now you gotta, <laughs> soon. Get on uh, it. Got to get on go. it. Where's she at? Let's go. Um, speaking right. of special moments. <laughs> wow, what a what a turn! <laughs> we take we take we take it home. It's it's uh Max Max is back at Birdie's house, and uh, you know she's she's trying again. She's like, hey, well, how about that? How about that plate? Um, it's cute. That was cute. Yeah, and go. she uh, but she uh, she sits down to get her her haircut again this time mm. from Birdie. Mm-hmm. Turns out Birdie, Birdie and Tony hum the same song, which is yeah. Oh man, that mm. this was such like a like a warm, I don't know, like a just a, a a nice warm cuddly hug of an ending to an episode. Um, and I think Birdie even says something along the line, lines of, "Well, maybe you wanted something, you know, familiar," mm-hmm. and it's just like. Dang it. Oh, that was such a good, just like, oh, I don't even, I have no words. It was right to the heart. Just if you're listening and you haven't watched that, go watch it. If you watched it, go watch it again, because I don't know what I can say to convey that scene. It was, it was, I'm assuming it was written very well. It was acted beautifully. Mm -hmm. So it's just, just great. 
Yeah, Max Max looks like the like the most relaxed that yes. I think we've seen her in the show when she's in that chair with Birdie sniffing out her hair. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So good. This scene was a lot for me and I think it's just the the short hair piece really did it of I have a mother who always wanted me to have long hair, wanted to braid it, wanted and I did not want any of that mm. as a kid. Like she put it in curlers, which then weird full circle <laughs> helped me put Leslie's hair in curlers for her shooting <laughs> days for a league of their own. Uh, so it These all happened for a reason. It all <laughs> happened for a reason, but yeah, her getting her hair cut short for the first time and getting it um, like, Oh, it just, it hit. And yeah, that, this is one of the most emotional scenes, I think, for me in, in the whole series. Yeah. And I think what's also cool is I think there is something special that you can share with your parents' siblings, if you're lucky, because uh, mm-hmm. I definitely have some aunts and uncles that I'm mm-hmm. not close with. Um, but then I have some aunts and uncles that I am close with. And it's just a different level of love it's it is very familiar you're like it's Mm. like mom but it's not you know and it's which makes it fun and exciting and I just thought they played again they played that scene so well um and yes uh shout out to the short-haired girls I I wear my hair short I do remember the first time I went to go get my hair cut uh I was super young and I freaked out just because it was like one of those things where everyone identified me by my hair for a really long time mm-hmm. and having super long hair. Um, and it is something when you get to a style, hairstyle, like clothing, whatever it is that you just like, oh yeah, this is me. This is it. I, am. I think I grew my hair long again. Like I had it short, grew it back mm-hmm. out. Uh, then cut it all short again and the day I got it cut short again kind of the second time around which is probably the last time I'll have long hair but I was like before having long hair I felt like you know black and white I felt like you know neutral khaki uh with my hair short I feel like purple and that was like you know I was an adult woman but I was like that's the best way I know how to describe it of just like no this feels right like this is me with more energy or me with more me and that i was like that's that's the one so max getting this haircut man yeah i think i think we're gonna see a whole new max you were worried what i would think when when you got your haircut because we were we had been together for a bit and you only had had long hair at the time and and you were kind of worried what i would think i wanted to make sure you'd still like me Of course I still like you. You say that some people have a type and are very particular about their type. That's true. I appreciate it. My type is you. Aww. Aww, you guys. (laughs) She gonna make me blush. No. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm, so nice. Um, well, now that we're all warm and fuzzy from that scene and now this, um, I guess, uh, yeah, this has been a good episode. No. Um, this has been, this has been amazing. Uh, any other notes, anything we didn't touch on that anyone wants to, um, anyone wants to note before we, before we sign off for the evening? 
I think we did a good job. I do want a Dr. Pepper now. <laughs> yes, we have them in our fridge. Come on over. For a special reason. I mean, and now I know that they're fancy. I didn't, I didn't know Dr. Pepper was fancy. I mean, he went to medical deal. school. He went to medical school. It's not Mr. Pitt. This is a doctor. Whoa, Pepper. whoa. <laughs> Comes with a diploma <laughs> and two straws. <laughs> diploma and two real cute. straws. Yep, that's the answer. Lizzie, I'm going to make you go share a Dr. Pepper with me with straws. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Well, as always, it's always a pleasure to chat with y'all. Thank you so much for uh, bringing me along this ride. It's been fun to listen to. It's such a a movie that has really captivated and and been a part of. I mean, I still have friends, teammates, where we get together and the first five minutes is just us going back and forth and quoting (laughs) the movie. Um, So it's it's just a nice little taste of nostalgia. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining us, Erica. We really appreciate it. And, and for sticking with us for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, listen. Yeah, you should have known with me. Uh, we we're going to bust that hour 18 right out. I love it. I love it. This is great. Uh, you're coming back for all the other ones now. Sorry. Uh, hope you have two hours every Monday for the rest oh, of your life. Only time. Um, totally fine. It's totally fine. I mean, I think it's great. And I love that, um, you know, we've also been able to have conversations from very unique intersectional but different perspectives um, and coming to points that are similar. And I think that's important because, you know, I've I alluded to it a little bit and I've always struggled with this. And I don't say it out loud because I feel like I don't want it to be misinterpreted, but mm-hmm. I have, I can identify with being misinterpreted, misgendered, <laughs> uh, <laughs> misunderstood. And that is not a comfortable feeling. Um, and it, it creates a situation where you're always trying to figure out who you are versus what everyone else is going to kind of put on you. Um, and so I think it's really cool to just kind of be able to talk about this series and, and as someone who for a lot of people is a more masculine skewing straight person like that straight woman, I should say very specifically, you know, stories like this, I do resonate with. And so I think it's, it's always been amazing to, to have a group of people where I can talk about things, even though we don't necessarily align on everything, but the understanding of knowing that being a woman who loves sports and it can be physical, um, in playing those sports, that is a sisterhood in and of itself for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I also like on the surface, even it's just like, I get to talk about a sports show with my friends. That's about women. Like how often does that happen? Exactly. Never Never happens before this. Never happened before. This was uh, a thin slice of heaven. (laughs) It truly was. if only, if only this was all the podcast. This is how all podcasts should be. We just we have sports shows. We have sports. We have friends. We have you know all sorts of good stuff. Just I do it. it. I love it. And you've so created space. the space. So kudos, stick taps. I love it. Thank you. And we'll uh, <laughs> more pie, pie all around, uh, but not applesauce pie for okay. everyone. There you go. Not applesauce pie. Not applesauce pie. We are just vetoing that one. Even the texture, like, how does that, that work? Sounds wrong, right? It's so wrong. Good. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> like, I kind of no. want to try it just so I can know definitively that it's absolutely wrong. <laughs> just there's to have it, guy, just to have it right there. There's a guy on TikTok who makes old recipes. I got to oh, see. Yeah. He's got an applesauce pie yeah. one. I got to find oh. it. I got to find does it. Does he really? Okay. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but maybe that was a thing you know <laughs> i bet it was but i don't know if it's good in my brain it's like tapioca but pie no, and it's no, not no, that's no, not no. a good like the apple it's not yeah just like how do you it's not a it just it, no how does it survive the oven that's what I'm saying. it's basically app hot applesauce with like cr- like there's no what is the density there's yeah, no there's thickness. no yeah. it's just form. the crust yeah there's no form absolutely not i guess you it's like a, just a chocolate, there. like a chocolate pie but even that has a little bit because then you yeah there's like it's got a body set to still. it yeah it has to set but how do you set applesauce you don't you don't set applesauce i just don't understand this i think that's the point of applesauce is that it doesn't set it's not oh so, yeah you okay just, now i gotta find yeah, out i know now we've gone on a <laughs> now she's gonna make one it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah. no i'll send it to my dad to make because a he loves pie and b he likes making pie and See, he's retired, so he's got the time him to make one. Yeah, <laughs> he's got one. Give him a little um, assignment, a little experiment. Oh yeah, he'd be glad to. Be like, okay, um, he's the best. um, shout out to Rich. Um, again, <laughs> thank you, Erica, for joining us. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, we're at Galpal Sports for everything. Erica is at Black Rosie Media. Uh, is that correct? And then, uh awesome uh follow her follow all the things she's doing because black rosie media is cool uh i'm just very excited about all the stuff he's going up um it's a exciting place to be um we uh will be back next week with another episode of a pot of their own and until then um take care and eat some pie i guess <laughs> or, or applesauce or applesauce but not both don't do both <laughs>